Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 37 of the Photography Q&A podcast. All right, so this week uh, a question was asked in a, one of the uh, Facebook groups and it's basically, I've got my first camera, now what? So you've just got your new camera and you're wondering what all the weird dials and settings do. Well, it's a lot easier than you think. Don't despair. The first thing you're going to need is the user manual. If you don't have one, you can download a free PDF copy through the website. Go to 15millimeterframework.com and in the top menu, click on user manuals. Now, when you get your camera, like most people do, they turn it to auto mode. Now, auto mode allows your camera to decide all the settings that you're going to use for any given picture. Now, that's great if you don't care about how your photos turn out. I'm guessing that you do care because you listen to me ramble on about it. So to be able to control your camera and know what settings to use to get a given result, you need to shoot in manual mode, which is an M on the dial, or aperture priority mode, which is an A or AV on a Canon. Now, I cover both of these things in episode 20 of the podcast. So if you want to get up to date on manual mode and aperture priority modes, it's a great place to start. Listen to this first, obviously, you know, don't, don't wander off, don't wander off. But yeah, go back and afterwards, go back and uh, listen to episode 20. I don't think it's a very long one. When you're starting out, manual mode can be a little bit daunting because you're changing the three settings that you need to change constantly. But if you start with aperture priority, which I still use now in certain situations, if you start with aperture priority mode, you're in control, but you can preset things in advance to make it easier for yourself. So... Give that podcast a listen, episode 20, and uh, see what you think. So, manual mode. This allows you to control every aspect of your camera. It's all down to you. Aperture priority mode. So, like I said earlier, aperture priority mode allows you to set the aperture and the ISO, and then the camera will give you the correct shutter speed to balance the image. It really is your next easiest step. If you learn aperture priority mode to start with and then move on to manual, it's a nice step. It's not a great big jump. You can still control how all your images look, but you you have less to worry about when you're actually doing it. You'll get more images instead of getting frustrated. So what settings do you need to change to take a photo? Now, there are three settings that you need to change to get a correct amount of light to the camera sensor. If there's not enough light coming in, your images will be dark, and if there's too much light, your images will just be super bright and blown out. You won't be able to see anything. So there is a way to know when you have the correct amount of light coming in, and I'm going to tell you that in just a minute. Okay, so the three things are, first one, aperture. Aperture controls how much light passes through the lens, and it does that with aperture blades that are built into the lens, and they open and close depending on what setting you use. The lower the number, the F number, the more light passes through the lens because it's wide open. So if you've got a, an 18 to 55 millimeter zoom and you're at 18 millimeters, like really wide, the maximum aperture setting, the widest, sorry, the widest aperture setting you can use is f3.5. And if you zoom in all the way to 55 millimeters and bring things closer to you, your widest setting is 5.6. Now these are okay. You, you don't need to worry about this 
too much at the moment. You're going to move on and you'll understand more later. The next one is shutter speed. The shutter speed setting controls how much light passes by the shutter and onto the image sensor. A slow shutter speed allows more light in than a fast one. So say if you've got a, you set your shutter speed to one one hundredth of a second. So I'm not going to repeat this every time. I'm not going to keep saying of a second, but whatever number I tell you, like I'm going to say 100, it just means one hundredth of a second. But say, say your shutter speed was at 100, that will let in more light onto the sensor than say if you shot 4,000 or 2,000 or 1,000. Because the shutter's so fast, it's like slamming a door. You know, you've got less time to get through if someone slams the door really quick. If they close it really slow, you can get more, more of you through, basically. So a benefit of using a fast shutter speed allows you to freeze the fast-moving subjects, such as someone running. Slower shutter speeds, when someone is running, won't freeze the action and it will cause the runner to be blurry. So again, a faster shutter speed will freeze things a slow one will make it blurry. But in some cases, you want blurry, so don't discount it. And the third of the big three is ISO. ISO used to be uh, a number that was given to the old rolls of film that we used to use. The low number means you would use it for stationary objects, like a, when you're doing a portrait. If you were shooting, say, a motorcycle going by, you would need 800 or 1600. So the way they use it with digital cameras is your ISO controls how sensitive to light your sensor is. So you don't get hung up on all this. It's just, I'm just going through it. Don't worry about it too much. Low ISO numbers like 100, which most cameras, a lot of them have 64 and 50. They have lower numbers than that. But say 100, it'll make your sensor have a low sensitivity to light. So you use something like 100 when there's lots of light outside. So if it's a sunny day, you would use a 100 and it'll give your image a lot more finer detail. High ISO numbers like say 2000 or 1600 or 800, they are really sensitive to light. So it's perfect for using when it's dark outside or you're in a room, you put the ISO up so it allows more light to come in a lot easier. The downside is that your image will be very, very grainy. Um, the higher the number, the more grain you'll get. If you get your exposure spot on, the grain won't look too bad. If you're slightly off, it can look awful. And I've been there and done that. Okay, so they call these three things, the aperture, the shutter speed, and the ISO, the exposure triangle. The exposure triangle shows you how the aperture, the shutter speed, and the ISO work together to give you a perfect exposure. And exposure meaning perfect exposure is when your image comes out properly lit, all the right colors. If it's off a little bit, you've not got perfect exposure. So how do you know you have the correct amount of light? The biggie is the exposure meter or the light meter. When you look through your viewfinder, you'll see the light meter. Or if you use the back panel, uh, the LCD panel on the back, you will see your light meter there as well. The aim is to get the little line that moves when you change your dials in the center of the meter. When it's right in the center, you're good to go. It means that you've got exactly the right amount of light to go. If it's too high, you got you, it's gonna to be too bright. If it's too low, it's gonna to be too dark. But your aim is to get it right in the middle. You can learn 
a lot more about the exposure triangle by listening to episode number seven of the podcast. It's called What is the Exposure Triangle? Which is, I thought that was a great title. I really did. You can also get access to the members download section. To do that, you go on 15millimeterframework.com and in the top menu, there's a button there called Login. Now, when you click on Login, if you don't already have a login set up, you just scroll down the little window and it says Registration. I think it's Registration or Register. And if you sign up there, you just use a username, your name, email, even put your password in it. Uh, You'll get instant access to the videos, all the videos that are mentioned in the podcast, PDF downloads. There's a spreadsheet for pricing. So if you want to go into business and you don't know how much to charge, it'll help you figure it out. All that is free of charge. You just sign up and uh, you get instant access, like I said. There is also a file in there, PDF download, and that is called the Exposure Triangle. So I explain how to balance the light meter in the podcast and on the PDF file. So if you download the PDF and then go listen to what is the Exposure Triangle on the podcast episode, it might be even easier than uh, just doing one or the other. Do them together. All right, so that's it, basically. Um, The three things you need to do and then use the light meter. Um, Give it a go. Have a listen. I'm going to be doing some courses in the next couple of months on the exposure triangle, on equipment, and lots of other stuff. So I've just got to get my ugly face in front of the camera, and I should be all right. That's it for this week. If you've got any questions, like I always say, go to the Facebook group and ask away. This is day nine of the 365-day challenge. I'm doing a, a photograph every day for the year. If you want to join in, don't worry, you don't have to do the full year. Just take a picture once a week if you want, just post it. And uh, if you if you need feedback, I'll give it to you. If you don't, don't worry. Uh, if you don't like people seeing your stuff, you can message me directly through Facebook and we can do it privately, no problem. I'm here to coach you if you need it. All right, that's it for this week. Have a good one. I'll be back soon. Bye. Oh, before I go, there is also in the members download area a video, or there's two videos, one for Nikon and one for Canon on how to change the settings on your camera. If you've got a manual and you have a Sony, you'll still be able to do it. In fact, I really should do one for Sony soon. Okay, so just to let you know, there's a video that shows you how to change your settings. All right, that's it. I'm going now. Bye. Bye.